0: Hello once again, and welcome back to the Extra Point Podcast. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors here at First Family Church in Ankeny. And uh, the Extra Point Podcast is an opportunity for us to take a look back at the previous week's text and bring some additional observations, some further insight so that we can continue to grow and mature as God's people and serve His church well. And so this is the point of the Extra Point Podcast. And today we're going to be looking back at the verse upon which we focused last week. It was Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, in which we have a listing of, an, of, of several spiritual gifts, perhaps four, perhaps five, depends on where you land on that view. And I was able to kind of go over some of those in the message, so I won't review that here. But as you recall... Uh, we did maintain this fact that that is an example uh, of the spiritual gifts, or I should say maybe an example of the variety of the spiritual gifts that God has given the body. And we maintain that this list in Ephesians 4 is consistent with the other lists, such as in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. And as such, it is just an example of the gifts available then and available now, within the body of Christ. I would encourage you to go back and hear the message if perhaps this is even prompting further questions or if you didn't hear the message and you're curious in my stance, or even our church's stance and perspective on these four or five gifts listed in Ephesians 4.11. Go back, hear that. Um, let me just say that though, after um, kind of laying out my perspective on those gifts, as well as the principle upon which that perspective rests, I think it would be helpful to mention this here, that my perspective leads me to believe that the best question to ask now is not, are they available, but rather, how do they operate? And in all frankness, often we've become focused on which gifts are available. And there's been debate about that. We've got different camps, such as continuationist, cessationist, perhaps even a blending of the two at times, or different modifiers, such as cautious continuationist. Um, And I don't know if the best question is, are they available? I think a better question is, how do they operate? Now, this is assuming and taking for granted that they are available. I believe that is the... um, overwhelming weight of Scripture when you take the lists and realize they are consistent um, lists and consistent examples of the gifts available to the first century church and to the church in ensuing centuries. Paul is consistent in his teaching in both Romans, 1 Corinthians, and Ephesians that here's an example of the spiritual gifts available. Again, I don't want to get into that. I established my perspective Sunday, I'm simply on this Extra Point podcast saying that I think in light of that perspective, the best question is not, are they available? But rather, how do they operate? And I want to maintain that I think these gifts operate in the same manner, or I can say consistently, as do the other gifts. You see, I believe not only are the three lists consistent, I think how they operate is consistent as well. So let me just share with you. Uh, this will be a review for some, but it would also be a succinct way to kind of refresh and bring to our attention what is um, a f- foundational and fundamental teaching about the spiritual gifts in general, uh, what is true to all the lists, not just the four or five there in Ephesians chapter four. And here's how all the gifts operate. They operate uh, sovereignly. In other words, the Holy Spirit distributes them as He wills. This is clearly laid out in the New Testament. And so we believe the gifts operate sovereignly, and as such, they can then also operate spontaneously or regularly. In other words, it's, it's very feasible to see the Holy Spirit giving gifts in a specific moment, at a specific time, for a specific need. This is what we mean by spontaneously. He sovereignly Uh, as He wills, distributes the gifts as needs arise or as moments dictate, as situations demand. Or He can distribute and give gifts that are used on a regular basis, anointing people, even in their roles, with a specific gift that is regularly uh, empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we say He gives the gifts, and this would be all the gifts, by the way. Any gift in any of these three lists, they operate in this manner. They are given sovereignly, and as such, they can be given spontaneously. They can be given regularly. They are also given personally. You know, the Scriptures lay out that to each one of us is given a gift based on the measure of or proportion or right of Christ to allot those gifts. This is said multiple times. And so it is true that each person has a gift or gifts. They're given personally. And yet, we know that the gifts are aimed congregationally. Or, to put it another way, they benefit the body. And there is no gift that's exclusively aimed just at one person so that they're satisfied in their use of it. Uh, No, the gifts are designed to be used and employed for the benefit or the profit of the entire body. So we say that they are... They operate congregationally in this way, or that's their aim and and purpose. So again, here's five ways that all the gifts operate. And by saying that, we would say these gifts in Ephesians 4, I believe, operate in this same manner. They're given sovereignly, spontaneously, regularly, personally, and congregationally. Now, when you hear me say that, and you understand that I believe this is the better question, not are they available, but how they operate. And of course, I base this best question on my perspective. Then you'll understand a couple of things as well. First of all, I don't see them as not operating. Uh, I'm not a cessationist, and uh, we believe the gifts are available, but they are available for the Holy Spirit to distribute as He wills. Now, it's right to seek spiritual gifts, and Paul even said especially prophecy because that's the one that most edifies the church, but we don't demand or leverage or control the gifts. So it's it's right to seek them, but it is the Holy Spirit who gives them, and so we believe they are available and we should seek them, and so we do see them as operating under the distribution, the sovereign distribution of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's also important to note this, that this list, uh, which is an example of the gifts uh, given to the body, uh, of the variety of the gifts given to the body, I, because of my perspective and how they operate, I don't believe that seeing them in what is known as the apest fashion or the fivefold manner, I personally don't think that's the best way to see these gifts. So I don't see them not operating, and I don't see them in an Apest fashion. Now you may be wondering, what is Apest? What's the fivefold, um, you know, function or fivefold meaning here? I would just encourage you. You can Google that. Um, it's not heretical at all. It's just a different viewpoint and a different way of seeing them. I don't quite see it in this text the way they do. Uh, apest stands for apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. And if I understand this view correctly, it maintains that every person in the church operates out of one of these primary gifts. And so they see these uh, five, they would see it as five areas. They see them really as kind of motivational or underlying, um, uh, I wouldn't use the word personalities, but kind of the way you're wired. And so you tend to operate out of one of these mindsets. And so I think they would say that everyone's one of these five, and things flow out of that. I don't quite see the list that way. I think it's inconsistent with the other lists that are mentioned in Romans and 1 Corinthians. And so just remember that when you develop a perspective, it also then affects what flows from that perspective. Um, and so because of my, of my perspective, which I laid out Sunday, uh, I don't see these gifts as not operating. And I don't see them as operating in this fivefold apest manner. Instead, I want to maintain this. I see the list themselves, the list itself as consistent with the other lifts, meaning these are examples of the variety of gifts given to the body, as such they are available and as such they operate in the same manner as the other gifts, which is they're given sovereignly, often spontaneously or regularly they're given personally, and they're given congregationally, or in other words, for the body's benefit. In that way, I think we have, personally, the most consistent understanding of the three lists which give us each different spiritual gifts and describe for us the variety of the gifts in the body. And I want to encourage you, even as we talk further about a perspective and realize that when we have a perspective, it often then has consequences or it means certain things, and it's important to be consistent in that. I want to encourage you that even as we debate that and discuss that, the real goal is to make sure that even in our differing perspectives, we are pointed at the principle underneath the perspective, which is this, that all spiritual gifts are aimed at the body's maturity, at profiting, the body and making sure that we are decreasing immaturity and increasing maturity. Whether that's um, listed in Ephesians 4 as maturity or other words are used in Romans 12 for mutual care um, or 1 Corinthians 12 in the same way, uh, the, the end game is that the body profit across the board, that it's they, these gifts are for the common good. So can I encourage you even as you've heard me lay out my perspective and even in this podcast can I give you more reasons why I don't see them in certain ways and why I do see them in other ways and how they operate let's not argue incessantly about that let us instead even in our differing perspectives perhaps let us realize that that we must point our perspectives at the end game of maturity that's the principle undergirding all the spiritual gifts they're given for the body's growth and strengthening, and maturity. And I'm praying that even as we perhaps smile and grin and chuckle about the ways we see things differently in spiritual gifts, we will use them and seek them and ask the Holy Spirit to gift us with every gift that's available so that the body of Christ increases in its maturity. Well, I'll talk to you next week on the Extra Point Podcast. Thanks so much for listening in, and I'll see you next week.